Well, a lot of people were a little bleary-eyed at work this morning, specifically in Britain, if they got up a bit early. Uh, but in Canada, it had to be the middle of the night. To see this new um, Netflix series called Harry and Meghan. You know who it's about, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, at least previously, I guess. Uh, the first three episodes dropped last night. It is a controversial one, of course. I created a media frenzy in Britain, if you can imagine. They were having like live blogs about it on the BBC even. This is all about Prince Harry, his wife, Meghan. Uh, it sticks to a familiar uh, script, one you may recognize from the Oprah interview and so on, about their estrangement from the royal family, uh, their deep dislike of the Brit British media specifically, uh, uh, and specifically in there, the royal coverage, uh, the media that does the royal stuff. And, and then, of course, some more profound subjects like the societal racism they believe has fueled coverage of their relationship and racism within uh, the royal family itself, at least unconscious bias, as Harry puts it. Here's a snip. It's really hard to look back on it now and go, what on earth happened? You hear that? That is the sound of hearts breaking all around the world. She's becoming a royal rock star. And then everything changed. There's a hierarchy of the family. You know, there's leaking, but there's also planting of stories. There was a war against Meghan to suit other people's agendas. It's about hatred. It's about race. It's a dirty game. The pain and suffering of women marrying into this institution, this feeding frenzy. I realized they're never going to protect you. I was terrified. I didn't want history to repeat itself. knows the full truth we know the full truth a lot going on there this is of course the first um in what is a believed to be a hundred million dollar deal between the couple and netflix although the real figure was never uh disclosed so in this one the storytelling relies on interviews with the couple their friends experts on race and the media the series does not include dissenting voices it is not a documentary per se it's very much a one a narrative a story about uh, Harry and Meghan. Uh, there is no response from any of the media organizations mentioned. There's no involvement with other members of the royal family. The tabloids today in England, you can only imagine, although they're, they come in for a huge amount of criticism, they were covering it wall to wall. The Sun called it the, the series. The quote, mega show, the Daily Mirror labeled it the royal bombshell. Here's a bit more. You were late. Mm -hmm. He kept texting when he was like, I'm in traffic, I'm so sorry, I'm in traffic, I'm so sorry. I was panicking, I was freaking out. I was like sweating. Again, I didn't know him. So I was like, oh, is, is this what he does? Got it. Like this I'm not doing. I'm not gonna sit. <laughs> what was that supposed to mean? Like, like one of the guys who's so much of an ego that you're not gonna, that you don't, that any girl would sit around and wait for a half hour for you. And I was just not interested in that. And then when I walked in, I was hot, so sweaty, sweet. red ball of mess. She's she like, oh, that's like, not, oh, no, not, that's not what you want. You're so, <laughs> I'm you are. so you sorry. You like so embarrassed and late. So there are some lighter moments in it as well. Well, someone who watched the whole thing, I know because she live tweeted all of it, is Patricia Treble. She's a royal reporter based in Toronto and she joins us now. Thank you for your time tonight. And I not only watched all three episodes, I was actually up when they landed. And can I just say, please, like, nah, 
Netflix dropped them at midnight Pacific time, which is 3 a.m. my time. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to say I was at least smart enough that I had the coffee all ready to go. I just had to plug it in as I got up at 2.50 in the morning. Wow. <sighs> exactly. <laughs> was it worth it? I, I'm i going to be honest. So look, this is my job, right? Yes. This is what yes. I do. And I'm going to say, I'm so I'm going to, I'm going to do two evaluations so for the ordinary person watching netflix sitting down wondering what they're going to do around the world i'm going to say if you want to see harry and megan talk about their story from their point of view it is their narrative this is the piece these are three of six episodes because there there are there is video there are personal photographs i mean jaw-dropping stuff in that in those three in those three episodes Stepping back, putting on my analytical journalist hat, I'm going to say there was not a lot new. Like, you know, it was like a supersized Oprah interview. And we've already heard them say this 2021. We've heard them say the end of 2021. We've heard them say 2022. We've heard them say now say at the end of 2022. There wasn't a lot new. But for a worldwide audience, and they are going for a worldwide audience, I think there's enough that people will be interested. And it's very well done. The photography, the way it is cut, it is very, very well done. Yeah, it looks very slick. I yeah. mean, clearly, it would have to be, right? What is the format? Is it, is it, is it linear? How does, it, how does it work over the three episodes? So this is it. It is not linear. It jumps backwards and forwards. They really do their story. And over the three years, you're kind of leading up kind of to the wedding, but it is jumping back and forward. So you've got them in Los Angeles. You've got them in New York last year. You've also got like a lot of childhood stuff. There are childhood photos of Harry, childhood photos of her. There is no straight chronological through line through this. I think it it all makes sense. I mean, I was able to follow it. But this is what I do. They do put up years and stuff like that to kind of ground you. Really important because sometimes you're kind of looking at stuff and they're talking about things in, say, 2017. And I'm like, well, wait a second. What you're just showing is from 2016. So what are we talking about? That, I think, is a little bit um, where I, I start to get a little concerned. But overall, it's very good. It's interesting to see what stands out in it, at least what the media have been paying attention to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's certainly been very divisive in the UK, where people have either loved it or absolutely loathed it. Is And you mentioned earlier, there really isn't much in there that we don't already already know, mm-hmm. right? So clearly a lot of focus on Harry and his and his relationship with the media, uh, yep. his you know, and Megan's relationship with the media once she met Harry. I'm going to say their hatred of the media. That comes through in spades. They absolutely loathe the media. They loathe the royal correspondence of the the, uh, media organizations. Although they really only focus on the newspapers. So they don't even, it's one of these things. The tabloids, even. Exactly. Tabloids tabloids or even the the Times of London gets gets it in there. But what is not in there is that they're the royal correspondence of all the broadcast media, the BBC, ITN, Sky News. They don't talk about the royal correspondence for the news agencies, so Reuters, press associations, stuff like that. And that's kind of, you know, from my point of view, what what isn't there, what isn't said. Um, for instance, her divorce from her first husband. There's no first husband in this entire thing. There are no Maroonies in this entire thing. And they were incredibly close for these people. And a lot of this, you know, is based in Toronto. Is there, you know, when the Maroonies were really close friends for them. And what's also, but what's, what it comes through is really 
what they have been talking about for the whole time is that he wanted to protect his family in a way he couldn't as a child protect his mother. And he was going to do whatever That's the he narrative, had. right? That's and the narrative. That's, I mean, we've seen this story before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of they. They said, they told me that. They said I couldn't do this. Or they, I'm thinking, and as I, I, I live tweeted it. And I, and I kept going back. I kept going, who's they? They don't actually say who they is. You know, the couple. Yeah. Is, is they the royal family? Is they the royal officials? Is they the media? We don't know. And part of that is, and I think there's almost a deliberateness. There is a vagueness to this. And we saw this in Oprah. We see this here. And there's digs. There's a few digs where Megan is clearly going after her sister-in-law, Kate. But again, there's a vagueness. There's one part, and I'm going to read it to you, mm-hmm. where she's talking about meeting them for the first time over dinner. She's in a ripped t- jeans and, t- and barefoot. Mm-hmm. And this is what she says. She says, I'm a hugger. I didn't realize that was jarring for a lot of Brits. I guess I started to realize very quickly that the formality on the outside carries through on the inside. Now, if you, if you read that through, you would think she tried to hug William and Kate got immediately like the sense that that was well beyond the pale and that they are an incredibly formal couple in private. She doesn't actually say that though. She just says, I'm a hugger didn't realize that was jarring to a lot of Brits and talks about the, that are there's some people are formal on the outside as carry it's carry through on the inside. So what they're doing is they're setting out their narrative. They're leaving, making it vague and having people, viewers fill in the gaps with what they believe they are saying. Us against the world. It's the oldest narrative on the Romeo and Juliet. It's the oldest narrative on earth, right? Or one of them. It's certainly in and, this case, and it is, very effective. And it is, and it is a royal narrative we've heard before, um, mm-hmm. because remember, 1936, Edward VIII, he's abdicating to be with the woman he loves. And they went off into exile. They went off into Europe, never to come back. And so is this more of the same? I don't know. And what's interesting is that now I'm kind of curious about, because all the big stuff is still to come, Four to six, episodes four to six, which are coming next Thursday, Mm-hmm. basically is from the wedding on. So it's dealing with them as working royals. It's dealing with them on the tours. They had a big tour in Australia, a big tour in, in Southern Africa. It's them fighting with, obviously, the royals about what their role was going to be within the royal family. It's them fighting about leaving the royal family. And, you know, they thought they could be half in, half out, and they couldn't. And it's all, you know, about money. It's about them um, being in North America versus the rest of the family. And, you know, so yeah. this is all to come. Patricia Treble is with us this half hour. We're talking about the new Netflix documentary about Meghan and Harry. Uh, much anticipated, much viewed, no doubt. First three of six episodes um, debuted, la- debuted last night. The next three come up next week. You know, I spent a, a fair amount of time in England covering the royal family. I mean, mm-hmm. what, what's what's a bit rich about the they thing? is that they, they meaning the royal family, rely heavily on the media for these things. I mean, Harry was only too happy to have the media everywhere when it came to promoting the Invictus Games, which is a noble cause, obviously. But this idea of the they, it's far more complicated than that. The paparazzi, for sure. Um, But it's interesting that they've they've set it up this way. Do they come across as sympathetic? Because the only thing that I thought watching the trailers was they're going to come across as really self-obsessed and not particularly bright. And I wonder how how that how that reflects in the whole in the in the whole thing. 
I think they do come across as sympathetic. I mean, I do think it's it's very much it's their narrative. Sometimes you're kind of a little bit in the weeds. You're like, okay, you know, you you're living in palaces, you have police protection through all this, and you're complaining about this. And sometimes it's like, uh, okay, you know, reality check. But at the same time, they keep going back to the fact it's a love story and it's a different royal love story from all sure. others because of the issue of race. And that's the other through line through this. I mean, they're talking about the British Empire. They're talking about the slave trade. They're talking about the Commonwealth. And you've got the racism within the racism that they experienced at the very beginning. I mean, the racism that Megan faced at the very beginning, especially at the very beginning of the, when their relationship went public, was tidal wave. Especially for anyone who's on social media, the tidal wave of vitriol that is directed at all women the misogyny is staggering. And if you're a woman of color, that is simply amplified exponentially. So they're very, you know, they talk about this and it's an incredibly important issue. Um, it is, and, and not Britain. talked about, and not, and not yes. talked about in this kind of venue ever. No, and 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 that's part of what they said. They said they said, look, you know, we need to talk about this. And one of the hopes was, and and there are experts who are also being interviewed in this documentary, and they're talking about how, you know, what a lot of people thought when she first entered the royal family, you know, when they were engaged and when they were first married, was that this was a way to simply broaden the appeal of the royal family because she's, uh, there's a lot of people like, suddenly, I'm like her. She looks like me. She has the same hair as me. And there is an incredible appeal. And so when they went on these these tours, there was a huge interest. Um, they are also, they're young. They're incredibly attractive. She is very well-spoken. Absolutely. He is, he is not as well-spoken. She is incredibly well-spoken. They were the hot thing in the, in the solar system. But as he said in one of the trailers, and I didn't hear it in the first three episodes, is she, as he says, in the royal family, there's a pecking order. Well, Yes, of course, there's a pecking order in the royal family. Mm -hmm. And clearly that rubbed at him. And so we might see that more in episodes four through six. And then there's also things like, there's times when Harry is is talking and I'm, and I'm thinking, clearly the breakdown of communication between him and William, clearly it's there. And he had this phrase where he said, um, he's talking about Windsor men, and he said they had an urge to marry someone who would fit the mold as opposed to someone you are destined to be with. That's the difference between making decisions with your head or your heart. Yeah. They, I mean, what's interesting, I think, about this <laughs> is, is that they do really seem to have an axe to grind. They definitely want to get their opinions out. There is absolutely no question about that. And yet at the same time, it's also that we've heard a lot of this before. So I'm I got to be honest, if there's if there's one, if there's one set of people, one set of executives who might not be having a good Christmas, it's going to be the executives at, at uh, Penguin Random House because they paid a reported 20 million US for his memoirs. What is going to be said in the memoirs that is not in six episodes on Netflix? Yeah, I mean, I, I covered Harry for quite a bit, you know, during the some of the Afghanistan years, the scandals mm -hmm. when he came back and so on. The truth is he doesn't have a great story. I mean, he has a story to tell, but it's very hard mm -hmm. for it to be. Uh, Megan has a far more fascinating story in many ways. I mean, Harry's story is pretty, pretty much the prince, right? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I don't know. Outside yeah. of that, you know, and, and falling in love, which is great. But yeah, yeah I, I don't know. And, and raging against his family, which um, I, I wonder when the appeal of that wears off. Yeah. And I, I've got to wonder, I mean, I think, I think there's going to be an enormous appeal for this series 
but what happens next? What happens in two years? What project are they going to work on in two years and four years and stuff like that? Because remember, they have huge contracts for That's Netflix right. and, million, right? and Spotify. Yeah. Well, and they're they're tied into production, right? You you have to produce, right? It, it is based on how well those those things do these these are you know that's usually how production contracts go so what is the next thing they're going to do in three years i mean they were members of the royal family if you started their wedding to when they decided to go to canada in october 2019 remember that six weeks that then became forever right if you look at that that was basically 17 months i mean so how long can you keep talking about 17 months that time is is lengthening right you know, they left in 2019. It's now 2022. What are they going to do? What is their next project in 2024, 2025? Are they going to still be talking about what happened in 2016, 2017? Yeah, you get the sense that this is this is the story. and uh, This is the one. Well, this is I think this is certainly the story right now that Netflix and Spotify want them. To, to talk about. I mean, Spotify in the podcast, Netflix, certainly in this, I mean, this is, I mean, Netflix is, is very, you know, they want to make money off this, right? They, you know, there's a, I think there's a reason why we have so many personal videos, so many personal photographs of the family. I mean, there's even a, what looks like a screenshot of, of Harry Dadawani proposing. Um, and I kind of went, whoa, we would never normally even see this, certainly never royal. Um, but would we even see this? And forgive me, I'm not up on my celebrity TV. Forgive me. But is this the sort of thing we would normally see like on a reality show? I don't know. I think this is even probably, I think a lot of that was far more personal than we would have seen. It's certainly the, um, certain, certainly the closest we've been to um, someone that close. I mean, you know, yeah. he's still still fairly up there in, in, the, yeah. in the line of succession. I mean, it's oh, yeah. you don't really get to see into that uh, that world that closely very often. Patricia Treble, I'll have to leave it at that. Thank you so much for your time. You're more than welcome.